Hi guys and good evening and welcome to another episode of the Magicast. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the summer and enjoying the Euros as uh, I think we're about five five days in. Uh, I'm your host Scott Monroe and with me today is the Doctor Imran. How are you Imran? I'm good, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. No, no, not a problem. It's just the two of us. I'm not going to make the joke we made pre-pod. Um, Sam couldn't. Sam couldn't make it because he's uh he's held up in traffic in in Florida. Florida traffic, awful. Um, today, guys, we're going back 20 years, aren't we, Imran? We're going back to the lovely season of 2000, 2001, as the anniversary is just round the corner of Roma winning the third and last Scudetto to date. Whew, what a season! Yeah, I can't believe it's been 20 years. I never thought when we won that Scudetto that we will still be looking for the fourth Scudetto. I know. 20 years later. (laughs) Liverpool waited 30, so fingers crossed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't say too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to... When Sam couldn't make it, I was going to ask both of you guys, um, do you remember what happened the season before... In the ninety nine two thousand season, yeah, uh, not some not so good things happened in Rome that season, uh, and that last match there, yeah, the rain in Perugia, which yeah, lots of the scudetto. It was it was very controversial because um, uh, it was the last match day, and you just needed a win uh, to. To win the Scudetto, and then the game was postponed, and uh, I believe it was played the following day. They no, the same game. same day, same afternoon. Same day. Same. I remember watching that game on Channel Four. It was on free to air TV, and they showed that game even on a delay. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If our memory serves me right, the referee was Pierre Luigi Colina, and he made the game go ahead and. Lazio fans, they won 3 0. I think it was against Regina, and they had to wait in the stadium for an extra hour to celebrate winning the, winning the title and the Sven. Yeah, and, and the thing was, it, it it was very controversial because it was pouring down in yeah. Perugia, and uh, the, the, there was no really playing conditions, but you know. The players they really wanted to continue because they didn't want to come back. And I remember Zidane even, you know, pushing to uh, continue playing that game. And it ended up like it shouldn't have. <laughs> but we just scored one, uh, the game one zero, and the Scudetto went to Lazio. But I think something good came of that uh, out of that because it really forced Franco Sensi to. To spend. act that summer, yeah, he had to spend that summer. It was going to be Capello's second season, and uh, and you know we we trashed Lazio in the Scudetto season. We won four um, one uh, the first derby in November '99. Uh, so we had a strong team, but we we, we weren't really there uh, while Lazio they were spending. Um, they were they, they were trying to build a Galactico type of squad with Cragnotti spending a lot of money. That um, that ended well, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that almost bankrupt the club, and Sven left. I might was it November two thousand? Was it two thousand and one? They took the England job. 
Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, he he thought that uh, by spending, you know, the money and it would bring success to Lazio. It did, but it was such such a short term success. Mm. They couldn't really build on that. And then when you can't build on that success, uh, it, it gets difficult. Um, pretty much like it did with Leeds, uh, but yes. they had, yeah. had a different situation. But yeah, uh, so yeah, so that summer, that summer was special. It was a uh, it was a frustrating summer, but at the same time, it uh, opened up uh, for something magical to be to be launched in Roma. And yeah, those signings, yeah, Scott, that's right, those signings. Batistuta, Fiorentina. Mm. I listened to a Golazzo episode a couple. Of, I think it might have been last year or the year before with uh, James Richardson, Gabriel Marcotti, and James Horncastle, and they talked about this and. I think they said it, it almost bankrupted the club, his signings, his signings that summer, just chasing yeah. the dream. I had a look at it earlier, um, and Roma spent quite a lot of money on it. Was it, it was, if it memory serves me, it was Emerson? Emerson, it was Walter Samuel. Yeah, Jonathan Sabina. Sabina from Cagliari. Yeah. It was also expensive. Didn't really turn out to be the success we hoped for, but. Went to Juventus. Yeah, but Emerson, who was unfortunately injured, you know, the first part of the mm. season because of a knee injury, but he he was really important in the second half of the season. I mean, the first season, the first half of the season, yeah, we'll speak about that. But we didn't really miss him too much because uh, Tomasi was playing really well and Cristiano Zanetti was doing well. But yeah, the, 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 uh, Emerson was important. He was signed from Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Samuel was signed from uh, Boca. Uh, Newell's. Was it Newell's, Newell's or Boca? I'll have a look. Yeah, it was. It, but it was. He was. He was 22. He was an expensive. I mean, he was a promising defender. Uh, and Batistuta was the main signing. I mean, it, it was the type of striker Capello needed uh, and wanted. With that experience um, and the goal-scoring uh, machine that he was for Fiorentina, so that's uh, that's what Capello analyzed what we needed, and he got it. And yeah, you, I don't know if you remember, but the season was kind of delayed. I mean, the start was delayed due to the Olympics. So it was the Olympics. Late. Yes, I was trying to find that out. I remember someone talking about it also long ago on a fo- an Italian football podcast. And it was the Olympics because it was the Sydney Olympics, and not it was the Sydney Olympics. Yeah, yeah, they, they had the the football going on over there, and also Euro two thousand was on that summer. And if you remember the final in uh, in Rotterdam, Italy lost to France via the golden goal from David Trezeguet. Yeah, yeah, and that Olymp that, that Euro was also important because it really it launched Francesco. Totti on, I mean, the, the international stage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was really good throughout the World Cup. His Panenka uh, penalty against Netherlands was uh, important, and his his hockey assist against uh, France in the final. Uh, to Del Vecchio. Yeah, I mean the back heel and yeah. then the cross into Del Vecchio scoring. Uh, it was unfortunate uh, that Will Thor scored that goal in the end, but yeah. So that that that, impo- that tournament was really important for Totti because he uh, he really uh, he really put uh, Del Piero a bit to the side and uh, took a step forward as you know the the, the main 
he, he played with number 20 that uh, tournament, but he, he really proved that he deserved that number 10, and he got it for the next tournament, which was World Cup 2002. Which didn't, in the world. Which yeah. didn't end well. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the Olympics, uh, I remember it because the women national team of Norway won the gold oh, medal. Nice. So that was... <laughs> that was uh, that was cool. That was quite cool. My only lasting memory of that is the Kathy Freeman race where she won the Olympic gold. That's my only memory of Sydney uh, 2000. <laughs> that was that was 20, that, yeah. 21 years ago, guys. 21 years ago. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Actually, the anniversary of Totti's Panenka against Holland is in two weeks, and that's 21 years ago. I, had, I looked that up it's the crazy. other day. That is absolute crazy. Edwin van der Sar and I'm, I think it was Francesco Toldo in goal were saving penalties left, right and centre and Totti had the audacity to just <laughs> spoon it, Kukayo, spoon it, just over uh, van der Sar. It was, oh, it was Italy 1-3-1 on penalties. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 just a fun fact. I mean, I know we're very off topic here, but it's oh, still it's fun. fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, Toldo... Uh, was the main goalkeeper because Buffon got injured and Buffon got injured against Norway in a friendly uh-huh. in Oslo and that was the first game I attended live as a 13 year old in Oslo and uh, Norway won the game 1-0 uh, uh, John Caru scored a goal John Karev as you say Norway uh, and um, yeah Buffon got injured actually in that very situation where he conceded the goal because his hand got stuck in the Ooh. net. and So he was ruled out for that tournament, which was a shame for him. But Toldo, he was... Uh, uh, it really, Italy didn't really miss uh, before because Toldo had a very, very good tournament um, where he had... Especially against Netherlands, he's remembered for those penalty saves two, twice um, in the game. One which was... Uh, a physical save. The second was a, a uh, I mean, when Cloyford missed the penalty, where he hit the post and out. And then he was, yeah, he was really good in that uh, penalty shootout against Netherlands. So, so yeah, that, uh, I remember that vividly as it was yesterday. Oh wow! I've also looked at Roma's transfers on transfermart.co.uk. So it was mm. Batistuta, Walter Samuel. Jonathan Sabina, Emerson, uh, a person who we talked about off pod, Gianni, is it Guigu from National? Yeah, Guigu, Guigu. yeah, the Uruguayan. Defensive midfielder. Franco Brienza, do you remember Franco Brienza from his, I wouldn't probably say, was it Palermo or Bari days? Yeah, because, you know, uh, we kind of got him off uh, from Foggia, Foggia, but it was more like, you know, ship him off to Palermo because Franco Sensi, he owned Palermo at that time. So we were we were sending a lot of players to Palermo who played in, I believe it was Serie B back then, yeah. like Gaetano D'Agostino was there as well. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's that, that was the link with... Uh, uh, Palermo before Franco Sensi sold the club to Zamparini. I'm also looking Fabio Junior uh, went to Cruzeiro. Uh, oh yeah, don't mention him. He caused us a lot of havoc with his uh, passport, passport issues. I was looking at the, yeah the fake passport problems. There was a couple of Roma players. Was it Guigu? Was the other one? That I don't think it was Guigu. Guigu was fine. Uh, the 
it, it was Fabio Jr. as I remember the main one. I can't remember the other one uh, right now. But it, the biggest scandal was uh, the Kievo. I mean, he turned out to be Eriberto and yes. two years older. Yes, I've just got it here. So there was a passport scandal, and it was oh, those were fun times. I mean, yeah, it Italian was, football it was is still, best. It was still Italian. Yeah, it was still, uh, you know, the currency was lira. We were dealing in billions. Uh, I mean, Serie A was really uh, at its best, uh, attracting the best players. You know, um, the best, uh, the most uh, competitive in terms of salaries. yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun, and we it, we had some really cool players back then. It was uh, it was eighteen teams as well. Um, I just found the passport scandal. There was two high profile players. One's Uruguayan, one's Brazilian. One played for both uh, either Milan club. So it's Alfaro Rocoba, Dida, yeah. and Dida were all of the the, the, te- the two main suspects. Oh, okay, yeah, Dida. Yeah, yeah, because Dida, he, uh, he had to go back to Brazil, and he, he, fl- he kind of flopped in the beginning, but then when he came back, uh, a year or two later, he, as a 27, 28 mm. year old, he regained his spot and became really important for Milan. Uh, but he, he was off to a turbulent start as well, yeah. I'm just looking at the outgoing players. Uh, so Dimitri Elenichev went to Porto. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Blasi went to Perugia. Paolo Poggi went to Bari. Uh, da, 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 da. He was a promising st- striker, Paolo Poggi, but never came. He ne- never really made it big. But we got, we forgot we f- we forgot one. We forgot one who Good. returned. Abel Balbo. He yes. returned from Fiorentina. Fiorentina, yes. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, he didn't turn out to, he didn't have the best of season because he was mostly a backup and reserve. But I think he was an important player to have in the dressing room because, uh, um, he had played for Roma before, uh, and uh, he spent two seasons in Fiorentina before he came back. And, um, so yeah, so Abel Balbo came back too. He's, uh, he's a good guy. <laughs> and uh, about uh, Dmitry Elenichev, he scored in the European Cup final a few years later for Porto and won the Champions League in Gelsenkirchen. Uh, I'll just, I was looking at someone up. You remember Paolo Pocci? He had the quickest goal scoring record in Serie A, which was broken this season by Rafael Leal, who scored after six seconds against the Swolo. Paolo Poggi had it for, I think it was 2001, since the 2001-2002 season. So he had it for like about 18 years. And that was just absolutely mental when I was reading about it not, not so long ago. Um, oh, the, cool. cool fun fact. <laughs> I, I, I didn't remember that, but yeah, cool fun fact. Yeah. Should we go into the uh, the opening day of the season? Which Let's was, get started. Yeah. I, I am on the excellent asromaultras.org website where you can go all through looking back at the archives of like Roma and like, oh, I think it's all the way back to, it goes all the way back to 1971-72 season. And if you look at the photography and it's all there. So I am on their website and the first game of the season was Roma Bologna. Roma won the game 2-0. 
And as Imran said, the season started the weekend of the uh, the 29th or the 30th of September 2000 due to the Olympics. And the season ended in mid-June. <laughs> uh, Roma beat Bologna 2-0 on the opening day of the season. Thanks to goals, it was... I am looking... It was Totti who scored the first goal and then it was some own goal. Yes, own um, goal, yes. Castellini. Castell- yeah. Yeah, it could be, and uh, it was uh, it was it was an important it was important to start off with a uh, victory, uh, and then after the first game we were you know we had the normal uh, international break, so the next game was two weeks later against Lecce, where you know Batistuta got off to scoring. Uh, he scored two goals there, so he he really got going after that game, and then I think uh, it, it, it continued with Vicenza. So Roma were Roma started off really well with three victories in the first three games before they lost to Inter. Yeah, Inter won two now, and it was yeah, and then it was goals from. Davo, was it Hakan Suke, not Davo Suke, Suke, yeah. yeah, the Turkish international, and Alvaro Rakoba. But I'm on yeah, the website yeah. now. Hakan Shukur came there, yeah. He came there f- that summer. Uh, yeah, it was after winning the UEFA Cup. After with, having a good season. Yeah, was it after winning Gatsurai, the UEFA Yeah, yeah Gatsurai beat Arsenal in the final in... Was that in Norway? Uh, it was in it was Copenhagen. Copenhagen, it yes. It was Apologies. Yeah, Inter won that game 2-0. Um, Capello went with that lovely formation with the three four one two that really complemented Roma that season, didn't it? With the flying fullback and Totti playing as a number ten behind two strikers, and he had like Batistuta, Del Vecchio, Montella, and Balbo in front, so he was just firing off the bullets for them to score. Yeah, and uh, especially. Especially the combin. I mean, he Totti and Batistuta were, you know, undisputed. You know, they were starting every game, so almost. But the option between Del Vecchio and Montella, I think that was really important for uh, Capella to have those two options because they're they're very different uh, type of players. Uh, um, Del Vecchio he didn't score many goals. I think he scored only three goals. But he was so hardworking, mm. and he was uh, he was so hardworking, and he was assisting. Uh, Batistuta. I mean, he he was doing the hard job, and he would unleash uh, Batistuta. Whereas Montella, you could have him both as a starter and as a super sub. I mean, he scored some really important goals, and he. Uh, so so th- those two different type of strikers uh, or attackers were really important for Capello, and they proved their worth in different ways, but still very important ways. I also want to talk about. Um the Japanese superstar who actually called the game quits. I think at the age of 29 is Nakata. Yeah, um, Nakata. Well, yeah. We have to come to that. I mean, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, that moment came later in the season. Yes, of course. But, yeah. Uh, but if the most important, I mean, the, the highlight of the first part of the season has to be the derby. Yes. The, the Rome derby. And that was played in December. And, Roma won one nil with a very 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 fortunate own goal by the legend, the one and only, still very highly appreciated by Roma fans <laughs> to this day, Paolo Negro. Paolo Negro, yeah. 
Sabati, tocco è per il pendolino Capustro a destra, eccolo ancora il cross in area di rigore, Capo di Sei Conetti, miracolo! I mean, yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a clumsy. Uh, I think it was 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 it Favalli who was trying to clear the ball and he hit Negro and went in. It, it, I think it was Favalli if it was Nesta, but I think it, it was, was the keep. Didn't the, the keeper made a save? It hit someone. Did it hit either Favalli or Nesta and then hit Negro yeah. and went in? Someone, yeah, he, someone tried to clear it and he hit uh, uh, Negro and went in. So he was, he became a legend overnight. From, and it was a jam-packed Olympico, you know. It was back then, it was 80,000. 80,000, yes. 82,000, and it was jam-packed. I mean, the environment back then, you know, with, with not just the environment, not just the atmosphere, but it was just, you know, the colors, the choreography and all the flares, the yeah. Flares, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was magic. It was magic, and Roma won the game, and uh, they they continued, you know, picking up important points. So they were always in the uh, the driving seat, you can say, uh, and just before the first. Half of the season was going to end. I mean, a couple of games before they lost to Milan. Yeah, drew events is after the Rome derby. Then won away at Atalanta. Drew yeah. drew one one at home to Bari. Then lost the game three two away in Milan, and then beat Napoli at home three 0 And that's the iconic Tossi celebration, which is now a memorial in Rome. That is from yeah. that, that's from that game. And the final game of the first half of the season was a 2-1 away win at Parma. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, so, and 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 it's so important to mention that the first half of this that season it ended in February. Yeah. <laughs> so we were. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then it. Uh, uh, kicked off again with Bologna again. Yeah, Bologna is a 2 1 away win. Then uh, the 1 0 home win over Lecce, and then away win is at Vicenza 2 0, and then back to back home wins against Inter 3 2. That's that's a, a good scalp. Uh, uh, Marcos Assensal, the free kick legend from, from Brazil, who went on to play for Real Betis, uh, and then two goals were from Tenzo Montella. Mm. In that, in that yeah, win. so we had five. We had five wins in a row after after uh, that. Uh, I mean, I mean, this uh, when we kicked uh, the second half of the season. So in total, we had seven wins in a row now. So that was 
and we we had a gap of uh, I believe it were up to eight points down to Juventus uh, at that stage. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like Roma were really really cooking on gas. I'm just looking at the the brochure. So it was Marcos Asensio again, and then Vincenzo Montella scoring two. So he scored like four goals in two games against Inter Milan and Brescia, and then that that was followed up by a nil nil away draw Regina. But then you had the three one home win over Hellas, but that was followed up with three one defeat at Fiorentina. Yeah, and and that was uh, that was uh, unfortunate because. I still remember it, it was a game I really, I really thought we would win, but then Batistuta uh, uh, back in Firenze. Uh, I mean, it was his first, uh, it was his first return to Firenze, so it didn't go, it didn't go quite well. And then, and then, yeah, we had a few games in between there with Perugia Udinese, but then the Lazio, then the derby the in two two. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the. I mean, I know there are some derbies after that that were really frustrating. Berami scoring in the last uh, second, Miroslav Klose uh, in the last, the last, yeah, second. last yeah. Minute, yeah. Those, re- but Kastorman, Lukas Kastorman, <laughs> him scoring that two-two equalizer, I mean, it was so frustrating, and. Uh, because that game, it would have really, it it would have meant so much. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, but instead, instead in, in the in the two two, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I still remember it, it was so frustrating. The worst part is Roma were two 0 up, Batistuta and Delvecchio were two early goals, and then Nedved scored, and then Lucas Cashman scored as well. Was that the was it? In the second half, yeah, it, it, he he scored in the ninety fifth minute. Ninety fifth I mean, minute, yeah. It was it was the it was the you know like the shot from a shot from outside the box which sneaked all the way in. It was yeah, it was so frustrating. But ne- the next game in the league is that iconic Juventus away game where Roma were two 0 down. Totti was substituted off for Nakata, and Nakata changed the game. Nakata senza fallo, Tachinardi si è solo fermato, Nakata, destro, Ide, Nakata, 2 a 1, 34 minuti, siamo in zona derby. È stato molto bravo a pressare su Tachinardi, le ha rubato palla, tutto centralmente a quel punto non è uscito nessuno dei due centrali della, della difesa Juventina, ha calciato molto bene, l'ha messa all'incrocio. 34 minuti, Nakata, Big shout out to Nakata because he he came from Perugia uh, from and a lot of money from a, for for a lot of money yeah even and back uh, then <laughs> even back then yeah and he was he was often um, he was often uh, you know on the bench uh, playing occasionally but. The thing with Nakata was he was such an intelligent player. He was reading the game from the bench, and he, when he was introduced, Roma were two 0 down to Juventus, and I mean the way he just completely took control of that midfield, and he just decided, I mean enough is enough. 
I'm going to turn this game around. And his long shot, I mean his, he mean his shot, which Van der Sar uh, screwed up. Yeah, I mean that that was for the equalizer. Yes, but he yeah. Sco- he scored. He he scored a two-one goal. Yes, he with did, the long yeah. shot, which is straight in. And <laughs> the the thing with that goal was not just the goal itself. I mean, it was the whole moment. It was the celebration where he was like, he was just he just said something, and he was like, yeah, go back. <laughs> and it was so cool. It was so cool because. I mean, scoring that goal against Juventus and then celebrating in that style, you know, like it was so cool, uh, so calm and collected. Like I got this, <laughs> and then again, uh, I mean, the, the equalizer was where, like you said, Van der Sar messed up. Nakata si, eh, Candela si gira, c'è ancora la possibilità del destro, si ricomincia da Nakata, prende la mira, destro, non trattenuto, Vincenzo, Montella, 2 a 2, il calcio strano, il calcio strano. Ancora Nakata, tiro da fuori, e si pretesta, prima ha sbagliato il cross, Candela ha tirato Nakata, il potere non ha trattenuto e Montella l'ha messa dentro. Uh, it was uh, again Nakata with a long shot mm. where he, yeah, Montella uh, saved pounced. It, but yeah, Montella on the rebound. Uh, well, Fantasar should have saved it, or uh, I mean, shouldn't have given a rebound, or if he did, you know, parried away somewhere a more in a more controlled fashion, which he didn't, and then a two-two. I think that that game and that that uh, equalizer, it was. The moment where you knew that, ah, you know, this could go all the way. Yeah. Because people were still nerv- uh, nervous. <laughs> uh, they were still nervous because Roma was still Roma uh, back then. But that moment, it gave them something. It gave them a boost, confidence that, you know, this could go all the way. And the introduction of Nakata, it, it's difficult to say that it was, uh, uh, a ch- it changed the season because we were already leading. But, that moment, it uh, it really defined the season. That it, it showed the maturity of this Roma. It uh, that it wasn't the chokers from past. This was a different Roma. It was mentally strong, and Capello had something really, really interesting going on. Is it crazy that he took Totti off after 59 minutes and replaced Nakata? That was absolutely crazy. Like Juventus were two 0 up. Juventus scored goals from uh, uh, Alex Dalpiero and Zinedine Zidane, and this is at the old Juventus Stadium, which was the LP, which was. Yeah. I it's when if you watch games back in the day on on like for us on Channel Four, it's it's ridiculous because the fans were about three miles away from the pitch. It's a proper old school Italian stadium. Yeah, I think it held like 65,000. And just remember, Juventus has been in that new stadium now. Was it 10 years? 
Yeah, it's ten years from now. It was yeah. eleven, twelve season. Dude. That's absolutely crazy. And this, like, this was played in May. So this was the sixth of May, two thousand and one. And after the Juventus game, you had the wins against uh, Atalanta one 0 at home, and that um, the iconic four one away win at Bari. Uh, didn't Roma take? Oh, was it up to like twelve thousand fans for that game? Was it that one? Yeah. Or, and the Napoli game, which was not long after this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the body game was where Candela scored that really good goal. Roma had all their fans in uh, body. It felt like a home game. Yeah, I've just uh, seen it. 1-4-1. 25,000 25, Roma fans out of, out of attendance of 33 and a bit. Close to 34,000. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was that was that was special. And then we had uh, the the Milan game. Yeah, the iconic Vincenzo Montella chip goal. Yeah, it was uh, where he chipped it over uh, Sebastiano Rossi, uh, who was the veteran goalkeeper for Milan back then. Uh, that was that was also. I mean, we mentioned uh, Montella scoring really important goals, and that was one of them. Montella. The celebrations on the touchline after that game were quite, quite good to see. It was it Totti? Was it, who was Totti celebrating with at the end with the draw? Because I think that uh, had the gap on Juventus that little bit longer. That was really good to see, and you could see the togetherness in the squad. And you're thinking they could do this, couldn't they? Yeah, but the the th- yes, in a way. But the thing with that game was that the gap was closed. Uh, I believe it was uh, to four points. Okay, yeah. Uh, with uh, was it four points or was it? because uh, Roma drew the next two games. Yeah, so they drew with the Napoli. Yeah, Napoli was the next. Yeah, drew away at Napoli, two uh, two. And they could have won the Scudetto in Napoli. In Naples, that would have been yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but I think they. I think it was even better. The way it ended. The way it ended. Yes, of Il gol numero 13, è il gol numero 13 per lui, Mario Mendoza, 
profondità, ecco Madisona, Madisona, ecco l'altro Stadio Olimpico, 3-1 against Parma. Fantastic it was because Roma, I think last year during lockdown, posted the full game and they're doing the same thing again tomorrow on YouTube. Yeah. Which is absolutely uh, brilliant. It, I mean, the, the thing was that with that game was that I don't think, I don't think we've ever seen Olimpico like that. Uh, no. Ever, ever. Ever. I mean, ever. And uh, it started off with uh, Totti score, uh, opening the, uh, the score sheet. Montella, Patistuta. I mean, it was it was just like like it was supposed to be. All the uh, I mean the, the attacking uh, trio of Totti, Montella, Batistuta, all of them scoring. The trident. Yeah, and. Uh, Iconic celebrations. Uh, you find them in pictures everywhere when you talk about Scudetto. Uh, Batistuta with the, like, the exactly clinical finish and a, I mean, the signature top finish from a clinical striker. Uh, I mean, that 3 0. Three he came and then the little dummy with the right foot and then finish with the left foot. Uh, or it was, I mean, it was no, it was done with the left one, finished mm. with the right foot. Yeah, past, it, it was past Gigi Buffon, who went on to Gigi Buffon, who yeah. went on to Juventus in that summer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mar- and Marco Di Vaio scored. Yeah, yeah, he scored a, a late goal. But the the thing that was special with this game was that, I mean, before the referee, I mean, before the match ended, I mean, the match was ended. Uh, Interrupted before twice, it was twice. because yeah because the Roma fans <laughs> I mean we had fan invasion I mean before the game ended and then they had to they had to uh, interrupt the game send the fans back, back up <laughs> and I, I still remember uh, Fabio Capello you know shouting he went, glory you know he went go ballistic. away you know yeah because the and and you know fan invasion. It was serious. It was serious matter because, uh, and people were, you know, speculating that Roma could be deducted a point for that. It would have been such an anticlimax. I don't think anyone would have wanted. I don't think even Juventus would have accepted that or, you know, taken a scudetto like that. But uh, they tried to start the game, and you know, the 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 way in the which in which the game finished. Because you see, you can see that the referee said that you know we have to finish this game off. We we cannot just end it like this because uh, the fans had invaded the pitch for a second time, and then 
uh, after that, you, you, you could see that, you know, Walter Samuel, he's there in his show because they stripped them. <laughs> they literally stripped them. Didn't they strip the a couple of the Palmer players as well? Yeah, exactly. And then they, then they came up with the then they came up with a plan that then they came up with a plan that they were going to they were going to just pass the ball around. Yeah, just keep it along themselves and then just yeah. count, count the clock down and then just count r- the clock down and then just run towards <laughs> the, the tunnel and then and then that's exactly what happened. You, you can see before before was. Buffon didn't even care about uh, the goal. He was, he, he he was he was just walking. Yeah, he was just he he was there. He was mentally in in the dressing room. He was gone. If you yeah, if you, like when people listen to this tomorrow in the next couple of days, when the game is being replayed on Ro- Roma's YouTube channel, just watch the last five to ten minutes of the game because it's absolute carnage. You can see the frustration in the manager Fabio Capello's face because he's thinking, I just want to end the season now and get the trophy because we've worked so hard and we do not want to screw this up right at the end. And it yeah. is absolute it's it's carnage. Yeah, yeah, it was mental. But then, then uh, that's ex- I mean, the referee blew the whistle. All of them they ran towards the dressing room. But it, I mean, fan invade. I mean, all the fans, uh, you know, running to pay. It, it was crazy. It was. It was. Yeah, I, I almost get goosebumps here when I'm thinking <laughs> about it. It's been twenty years. Twenty years. All right, we talked about the league. You wanted to talk about the cop, uh, the UEFA Cup, just for one game. We'll go. It was just that one game yeah. against Liverpool. Should we, t- which should we was, talk about the Liverpool game? It was really frustrating. I mean, I don't know. For some reason, it's always Liverpool. It's always Liverpool. I mean, the frustration, the controversies, uh, the, f- the the disappointment, the frustration, and it was again because Roma had lost the first game at Olympico. It was the. It was it was the Michael Owen double. Yeah, Michael Owen scored two goals at Olympico. It was UEFA Cup. I think it, it was called round five back or fifth round back then. It was uh, you know the game before the quarterfinals. Yeah, round four. Round four. Yeah, round four. Sorry. So yeah, Michael Owen scored two goals, and we went to Anfield. Not very op- optimistic. So even Capello wasn't that optimistic. So he. He he let some of the guys who didn't play so much play, uh, and, and one of them turned out to have a really good game. It was Guigu, the Uruguayan. He scored a one-nil goal, and I believe it was him who was involved in the second incident where Roma first got the penalty from the Spanish referee, and then I mean, it was handball of Marcus Babel, I think, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere he changed his mind and he pointed to the corner for corner to give a corner, flag. yeah. yeah. Give a corner, and I mean, I, I, nobody understood anything. I mean, I, I don't think I've any. Se- I don't think I've ev- ever seen anything like that on a football pitch. I mean, I, we've seen a lot of crazy things, but that I mean, referee giving a penalty and then changing his mind and giving a corner kick, um, almost in- instantly, a few seconds later, that was. It it was crazy because I remember the I remember watching this game. I wasn't a Roma fan at, at the time. I came a Roma fan a couple of years later for my sins. I apologise. Um, this the UEFA Cup used to be broadcast on the BBC, 
Oh, I think they stopped a couple of years later, and they showed this game on the Thursday night, and I was thinking, what's going on? Why is the referee pointing to the spot? And you could see the players were thinking, what's going on? Because he's pointed to the spot, and then he's changed his mind 10, 15 seconds later, and he's yeah. given the corner. And yeah. if my memory serves me right, and I think you said it, Roma were 1-0 up at the time, and the tie over the two legs was poised. It was 2-1 at the time. That, yeah. could, that could have changed the complexion of the tie, and Roma could have got the second goal, and I think that would have taken the, the tie into extra time. Yeah. It, and it was just, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Yeah, and I believe Liverpool went on to win the UEFA Cup yes. that season against Alaves. Alaves in Westfalen Stadium. Yeah, that crazy. Gary McAllister. Yes, him. good memory. Yeah. Excellent memory, Imran. Um, during that game, Francesco Antonioli saved a, a Michael Owen penalty as well in the second half. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, we won't. We'll talk about the Coppa Italia. Roma went out quite early <laughs> to Atalanta. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Five three on aggregate during the f- uh, the first game, one all in Rome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then lost the second leg 4-2 in Bergamo. I was just looking yeah. at the side. Oh, my God. Two ex-Roma players in the Atalanta side that day. In Is it Ivan Pedazzoli? Yeah. And is it, the, uh, it Sevilla? Yeah, Sebastian Sevilla. Yeah. yeah, Sebastian Sevilla as well. Yeah, because uh, that uh, the, uh, I mean, okay, so now Roma have won the Scudetto. The celebrating, I mean, Fabio Liverani is celebrating the Roma Scudetto. You know, <laughs> remember he's celebrating the Scudetto and he's going to sign for Lazio. Uh, a oh couple my of, God, uh, he was he was a couple Palmer. of weeks later. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm... He there, there's a I mean there was a big picture the Roma fans you know you know made viral back then uh, in whichever context you can say uh, when he signed for. Lazio. Uh, Lazio, because he was he's waving a huge Roma f- flag and celebrating the Roma Scudetto. I found uh, I found the picture. Yeah, and he and remember he's he's from Rome. He's born in Rome. To uh, I think it was Somali mother and Italian yes, father. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, so Liverani was celebrating the Scudetto, the Lazio legend, uh, and uh, Roma went into that summer. Uh, were going to sign Buffon, so they were decided. I mean, they were, uh, Franco Sensi was undecided. He was like, "Okay, Buffon or Cassano and Pelizzoli," and he went with the latter. Yeah, and uh, Cassano he gave us some fun moments, but and he was a guy I really liked. Unfortunately, didn't work out, but. Uh, as we would have hoped, I mean, in terms of, in the long run, but he had some good moments. But Pelizzoli, he was a really promising goalkeeper back then. He was 21, coming up from a good season. Atalanta, and yeah. Atalanta, yeah. Antonioli had a had have had you know, had just had a good season, but he was 32, so we were looking, you know, for the future. So we signed Pelizzoli. But unfortunately, it didn't really work out. He didn't turn out to be. He didn't turn out into the player or goalkeeper we hoped, and we sold him to Regina, I think, after that. No, uh, to Lokomotiv. He he ended up in Lokomotiv Moscow. Moscow. I think it was, and yeah, I think it was through Regina or yeah. So yeah, 
that that that, that was a disappointing transfer market. Is it crazy that Antonioli retired ten years later after playing for Cesena? For Cesena, sorry, bloody hell, trying to say that three times quickly. He retired. Yeah. Is it 2011-12 season? I think he was 41. Could be, yeah, he because he went to Sampdoria after yeah. Roma, and then he went to Cesena later. Yeah, I remember him playing for Cesena against Roma under when Roma were under Luis Enrique. Yes, yes. So I've got some stats. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Go ahead. All right. Shoot. Right. Overall records. Actually, top goal scorers. Do you remember the top goal scorer in that season in Serie A? In Serie A? Yes. 2000, 2001. Um, it was not Batista. Was it Dario Hubner? No, it's not a bad shout. So, uh, Batistuta was fourth with 20 goals. Okay. Dario Hubner was sixth with 17 goals for Brescia. That's absolute fantastic form for Dario Hubner. I will give you a clue. He's Argentinian and he played for the blue half of Rome. He played for uh, Claudio Lopez? No. Mars. Ah, Crespo, Crespo. Crespo, yeah. Hernan, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for. Yeah, yeah, he played for. Yeah, yeah. Crespo. Yeah. So the top. So Hernan Crespo scored twenty six goals. Andrei Shevchenko was this his first season in Italy? No, it was second. Second. He, he I think he joined them in ninety nine. Ninety nine. After season, da, yeah, Diamond Kiev. Yeah. The yeah. semi final. Yeah. Champions League for them. Yeah. He got twenty four goals. Yeah. Num- number three was Enrico Chiesa with 22. Mm. And Battistuta got with four, was 20. And Christian Vieri was uh, number five with 18 goals. Mm-hmm. Absolute crazy. Uh, yeah. If I look at the league table, do you remember who got relegated that season out of the four teams? I remember this is an 18-team Serie A. I remember Bari got relegated because that that was one of the reasons they had to sell Casano. Casano, yeah. Bari finished bottom. Um, and then I remember Napoli also being relegated. Yep, they were second bottom. And uh, then then I believe it was really tight, but um, I don't remember the other two. So. Uh, it went. In, I think it went down to a relegation tiebreaker. There was four teams on thirty-seven points. I, th- I think Regina was one of them, right? Regina. Regina, Regina finished yeah. fourth bottom, with Vicenza finishing third bottom. Ah, Vicenza, Vicenza, yeah, yeah. And Hellas Verona and Lecce stayed up with thirty-seven points. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is my final question. Do you, mem- mm. do you remember the top four? So, you say Roma finished top with 75 points from 34 games. Yeah. Obviously, we know who finished second. It was Juventus on 73. Yeah, because they they finished they finished two points behind it. Because I remember they were uh, before the game they were speaking about possible scenarios. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, if Roma uh, drew against Parma and Juventus won, there will be a playoff between Roma and Juventus for the Scudetto. So we finished two points ahead of Juventus 
and Lazio were third because I remember they were also in the run but didn't quite make it. If correct, uh, behind, and then uh, this team finished thirteen points behind Lazio in fourth place. Ah. Uh, Oh, do you want a clue? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it was Parma because Parma. they had nothing to play for. They yes. had nothing to play for. I remember, they had already top four secured and they had nothing to play for. And as crazy as it seems, both Milan clubs finished fifth and sixth and qualified for the UEFA Cup first round. Yeah. And it was weird. It's strange because Inter finished fifth with 51 points and AC Milan finished sixth with 49 points. And then Atalanta finished seventh, and then Brescia and Fiorentina qualified for the Intertoto Cup. So, if you remember that back in the day, growing up as a young football fan, the UEFA Intertoto Cup. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it was like a preseason cup where the winners. I yeah. mean, there were three finals, I think. There were three finals. They had, you know, three different routes to the finals, and the winners they played in the UEFA Cup. There, or yeah, they were rewarded with the UEFA Cup, I believe, or if it wasn't the cup, cup winners' cup. Yeah, one of them, because we still had the cup. No, the cup winners' cup. cup. I think it was the. Yeah, it finished 99, at ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Lazio. This was, yeah. So this was the. This was this was the. UEFA Cup. I mean, they qualify for the UEFA Cup. I apologise. Fiorentina actually qualified for the first round of the UEFA Cup. If my memory serves me right, didn't they win the Coppa Italia that season? They they won the Coppa Italia yeah. because we beat them in the Super Cup. Super Cup in August, yeah. Season, I remember yeah. that. So, wow. 20 years ago, Himran, 20 years ago. That is the summary of the 2000-2001 Serie A season, which Roma clinched their third Scudetto absolutely crazy that is 20 years ago on the 17th of june time flies doesn't it it does it does and uh, only three scudetti that it's uh there could have been plenty more but yeah I the will, dominance from north and yeah Juventus yeah and the two Milanese clubs i will end on this um do you remember the next season what happened on the final day of the next season? Oh, oh yeah, you can't I remember. remember that. It's absolute crazy. You know the, the 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 biggest frustration with that season was that Roma was still doing quite well. Yeah, Roma were doing well, but it was the last. I mean, if you look at the last ten games, uh, and how, I mean, we there were so many games that uh, I mean, if you take the some of the, I mean, it was a period of six games. And we withdrew so many of them, and we drew to you know we bottled them uh, to s- some really weak teams. Uh, I think Venezia was one of them. I think it was two two. And if we had lost half of those games and won the other half, we would have won the Scudetto uh, uh, because we were we, we were doing well, but we really choked it because we didn't lose many games. I think we lost only twice that season. We withdrew so many games. And if memory serves me right, it was the iconic Lazio Inter 4-2 game. And yeah. Juventus won, was it 2-0 away in Udine? Yes, I think it was, it, it was, yeah, it was in Udinese or Brescia, but they yeah. won 2, yeah, it was Udinese. They won 2-0 and then Lazio beat, uh, Inter 4-2. Into 4-2, Roma beat Torino 2-0 and then finished. With, we were in third place going into that uh, last match, then we finished second, which meant we qualified directly for the Champions League and 
didn't have to go through the qualification round. Uh, but uh, that that was the season where you know in Roma they say Scudetto and I mean Capello lost a Scudetto. Uh, so they say he won one Scudetto but he lost, lost two. Not, so, yeah. So the second one was yeah 2003 2004. Um, to that, so that AC Milan side under Ancelotti. Yeah, that was also very frustrating. Oh my god, we could do another podcast on another those two seasons probably in the next couple of yeah. weeks if we if we want to uh, pour our hearts out on that on those two seasons. Um, before I finish, I remember this very very vivid Im- image. So, Channel Four, as I said earlier, had the rights of Football Italia for absolute ages, and I think it was about nine years, and they had this game on a Sunday afternoon so it's mid-june they also had the cricket rights as well but i don't think there was any test matches for england in that part so it was i don't know if you remember this it was the england pakistan series and the ashes of 2001 do you remember that imran uh, it's very long time ago it's very long the ashes, time I don't, the ashes i don't remember <laughs> uh but the cricket probably yeah so they 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 were I think they had to stop showing that. There was no cricket, but Channel 4 cut as the final whistle went and went to a different programme. So they did not show the aftermath of the Roma Palmer game. They showed the game and they cut the final whistle and stopped showing it. And that was pretty much the final nail in the coffin of Italian football being broadcast on uh, free-to-air TV over here in the UK. Wow, that served them right. They didn't deserve it if they did that. That's no, a major sin. It was so they stopped showing it. The fi- the last games was the the following season, the final day of the two thousand and one two thousand two season, and they stopped showing it after that. And it went to British Eurosport, and it's bounced around other channels after that. Um, but I digress. Um, Imran, I think we've come to the end of reminiscing of 20 years ago on this excellent 2000-2001 season. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I think we're, we're recording this the same day of the Italy-Switzerland game. That's just kicked off. So I'll, I'll gather both of us will be watching that in a moment. Yes, yes. Thank you for doing this. It was really fun. Oh, no, no. We, we were planning to do it yesterday, but uh, I think you and Sam had problems on recording but we managed to squeeze in i reckon a good 55 minutes of, of talking about this um before we go imran where can we follow you on social media il capitano twitter uh guys you can follow me at scott underscore munro uh, i'm taking a little hiatus from twitter at the moment but i will post some stuff i'll probably post about the roma 20 years uh, but i'm taking a little break i'm still heartbroken about Patrick Schick scoring two goals against Scotland. I felt pretty shick on Monday. Sorry about the pun intended. It had to be him, didn't it? But um, you can follow me at Scott underscore Monroe. You can follow the podcast at La Magicast. You can find us on all pa- uh, podcast platforms. Imran, once again, thank you very much for joining me and going back down 20 years. It was a fun ride. And always thank remember, you. for Sodoma and ciao. Ciao.